airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons. Um, man, there should be a reward for people who listen to us all week long and make it to Friday. And get gumbo Friday. You think so? Yeah. You think that's enough? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that that's enough. What's and my the reason reward I say that is for making I, it? Is, <laughs> do I get real gumbo? Like What's your reward? Yeah. Oh man, you married gumbo? to me. That's that's, <laughs> okay. that's you found a good thing. Um and I'm not being prideful, that's just in the scriptures. Yes. That's just you're in, right. I'm just quoting scripture for you. Yeah, Anyways. You're right. Uh no, I mean I'll see what I could do. Um now listen, you had pork loin for lunch. That's not that's not even <laughs> a lunch food. That's a dinner lunch. food. That's a dinner food that you had for lunch. Pork pork loin and vegetables. Uh and all the people who don't eat swine, they're all offended. It's okay. <laughs> Kill and eat. Um, <laughs> Peter, the roof. Oh, we're going to have some calls today. Unfurling. Um, <laughs> Open up those lines. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, no, I don't know what your reward should be. Um, gumbo. I told you already. Man, you keep, you, you're trying to get me to make gumbo. I don't know. Just after I've had a few of my mom's bowls of gumbo, like when the season starts, I don't know. I just feel inferior. You, you, know, it's you just, are without excuse because she has I mean, provided you with all, all of that the, I need. Yes. Yeah. Except her person to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that I need that, you know, to make it. But just someone to make it well. is what we need. So anyway, we'll see. Um, we'll see what we can get her to do next time she comes for a visit. Um, anyways, okay. hopefully, yeah. hopefully, um, my mom, my mom is one of those people and you know this, my family, actually, um, my family, family's one of those we're people. so different. You and I, <laughs> you and I, our family backgrounds, right? Like yeah. they're so different yeah. and it's amazing what the Lord does when he brings people together. Cause he brings families together amazing. as well. Right. Yes. And so our families are very, very different. My family is, um, Hey, we're coming next weekend. But that's not so until actually they're knocking on the door. <laughs> that's, it doesn't mean that, yeah. right? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, something came. Oh, no, 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 maybe. Yeah, and we don't know, right? right. Um, your family is, um, we're coming next weekend, and I start to, like, prepare the bed. Like, just because it's happening. They have thought about it. Like, they, they've they counted all the costs. They've they've made mm-hmm. sure that this has been in the plan. Everything's it's in the books. lined up. Yeah. And it's not going to happen often, but when it's set, when it's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. So I know right. that it's there. I start... I start changing the way I shop because I know your mom's coming with all her demands. I mean, requests. I mean, um, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Man. And, what you happened? know, the, the, the crazy thing about that, you know, because yeah. you're right. Like, when you're married, families get married. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's you know, true. like, because that was a source of uh, stress, attention. Maybe the tension is the be- better word. Thank in the, you. In the beginning. In the beginning, <laughs> no, um, you know, was, what was the source of tension? What? What are you talking about? Like what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. The, Just the differences yeah, in our families? Those oh. differences, you know. No, no. Stress was the better word. I didn't know where you were going. 
<laughs> well, you and I were both stressed too. out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't it amazing how we're each so comfortable with our families, though? Like the things. Yeah. So like, you know, for you, it's like the uncertainty. You're very like regimented and like you're kind of a routine. little bit rigid, like yeah. routine, like you have these things that you set out. And so for me, I grew up, it was kind of like, you know, we might just be doing something that day. My mom right. just decided, you know what we're doing? Hey, here, we're going to go do that. Right. You know, um, but your family is a little more like planned out. Yeah. And so then you and I get married and I'm kind of a little bit like, hey, you know what we ought to do today? <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and you're uh, like, no, not right, today. I mean, Maybe wait, we can wait, plan yeah. it in the future. I'm like, in the future? <laughs> I, don't, I may that, not want to do it in the future. And that's the thing about marriage because yeah. everybody got to come in a little closer. Just the, a little to bit to closer, line so and true. Say, oh man. Okay, what can I give up? What can yeah. I give? What can I give? Like, yep. and, and make it work. You know, yeah. if if not, if no, if there's no compromise and no mm-hmm. no willingness to be flexible, then it won't work. No, out too everybody well. everybody wants to hold on, or let me say this: each person wants to hold on to their tradition, so to speak, their comfort level, mm-hmm. and that just feels like family. But I think when you start to realize that the Lord has brought two people together and you are making a new family, right? Like you're the unit. And mm-hmm. used to say this all the time. We're the unit. Mm-hmm. And um, that was something that <laughs> was also difficult for me to, to adjust to. But I'm so glad. I mean, the scriptures are sufficient, right? Amen. But, it's, but the thing is that you're forming this new family. And what has been amazing to me is to see that this household, like the Addisons, this sort of iteration of the Addisons mm-hmm. are a beautiful mix of the Goldens and the Addisons. And so we have a, a different familial context. Like right. it's it's not 100% your family right. context and it's not 100% my family context. Right. It's a beautiful blend of both of those things. And so what that means is there may be days where I'm like, hey, you know what I want to do? And you're like, all right, that's cool. You know, and then there may be days where I'm like, hey, you know what I want to do? Why do I make myself sound like the little lap dog? Like, hey, hey, hey. And you're you're like the old dog that's like, not today, Spike, not today. Anyways, but that's kind of how it is. I'm like, hey, let's go for a ride. Where are we going? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> like just like mm-hmm. just get out you know what i mean and and some days we get to do that and then some days you're like eh. right yeah and i'm like <laughs> what, are, what are you doing i'm just here thinking i'm busy thinking i'm just kidding well i'm kidding that's guys that's exaggeration for humor <laughs> there's, there's... i'm just here thinking you know <laughs> deep thoughts he's like All i'm day. busy what are you busy doing you know thinking yeah. i got stuff to do chilling. i got thoughts chilling out um nothing wrong with chilling. anyways Sometimes. No, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, so so gumbo is your reward. This show, gumbo <laughs> Fridays. Okay, I'll take it. We got to do something better for um, our listeners. Though, oh, because, for the and listeners. And the reason okay, I say yeah. that, yeah, back back to our listeners. <laughs> the, reason, the reason we're here. Yes. There, our listeners well, are all like, "Hey, Addison, remember here. us?" I don't know about you, but the Lord is the reason. That oh I'm man, here. Oh. got her, <laughs> got her. Yeah. You know, the Lord remains. <laughs> Like there is no, there is no other winning hand. Okay. I don't care what you're talking about. Jesus. When you, when you bring the Lord in, <laughs> He's whatever dancing. position someone else, man, look, I'm out. <laughs> uh, what am I going to say to that? Like, how do I talk? I can't beat that. Um, well, what I was going to say mm-hmm. is that our listeners are like, Hey, Addison's remember us. Like we actually, <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, this is what we do. Uh, airing the Addison's and, it's you, true. and, and they're listening yeah. in on us airing 
Yeah, yeah and which is cool, which is cool. Yeah. I, I, do, I do think that um, we've covered, at least this week, and it happens that we have some weeks that seem to be nonstop heavy. Uh, and maybe it can just be the way that I process it. I don't know. Did you feel like this week's topics were a little bit heavy? No, they um, were. They were heavy. I think okay. they were very yeah. uh, necessary. Um, and Ebony just said I'm oversaved. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you are oversaved. Uh, thank just you, too Ebony. saved. <laughs> um, no, but look, the things that we've been, been speaking about. And like I, I've seen the comments on, on Facebook from, you know, because uh, I put up the podcast, you know, after the show. I tried mm-hmm. to put it on Facebook or different. And, um, and so... I see the comments, man, and there was one comment. I'm I'm I, I want to read it when I find it, oh, but okay. um, you know, I think people are really engaged in what is being said, especially you know, in light of what's going on in in, in our world, in our country, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So I think the things that we have been talking about they're not easy things, yeah. you know, but I think those conversations are necessary, and we have to come to the conclusion, you know, and and, and look face to face with what's happening and what's coming down the line you know yeah and so yeah you know i think it would be a lack of integrity on our part to have some of the conversations that you and i have um at home and mm-hmm. with other brothers and sisters in christ you know just what we consider private conversations just you know because there's life that's lived outside this hour right mm-hmm. so like in the rest right. of life i think it would be a lack of integrity for us to be having those conversations and even praying um, to the end that we are discussing on radio and then not talk about that. Just go through yeah. just the headlines. You know yeah. what I mean? I think, I think, you know, and right. again, I not agree. to be oversaved like, you know, <laughs> Ebony, because that's Will. <laughs> right. um, but I think the Lord holds, holds us accountable for the things that he burdens us with, mm-hmm. you know, and we're supposed to each be doing our part. And this just happens to be the part that we play. Yeah. And so I think that for us to look at some of the headlines and to be reading those headlines, as well as ongoingly, we're mm-hmm. reading the word of mm-hmm. God and for the Holy Spirit to be pointing out some things and showing us things in yeah. the history of the church and how, um, you know, the church has come under attack and what portended the attack that the church has sustained yeah. and the fact that the Lord has carried the church, right? That, you know, yeah. the, the promise that yeah. the gates of hell shall not prevail come against on. the church, that promise is true. That Amen. promise is good and it stands firm. And so I think for us to be talking about these things, because we talk about this ongoingly um, and then not to bring it to air uh, to encourage the bride and to rally the bride, right? Mm. I think would be a lack of integrity on our part, not as like uh, public communicators, not, you know, um, as commentators, mm-hmm. but as believers. Amen. I think it would be a lack of integrity because we would almost be presenting like, nothing's wrong. Hey, hey right. did y'all see what happened over here? You right. know what I mean? And I, I don't have, I watch this real spiritual word. I don't have a peace in my spirit about that. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't, I don't have yeah. a piece that says, Hey, let's just keep talking about the superficial things. Right. I think we have to dig deep. And I think the warning to the body of Christ to brace for impact, mm-hmm. um, the challenge to look back at the history of the church and to see how the Lord has brought the church along, mm-hmm. um, I think is a good one, yeah. but it is a weighty one yeah. um, to say to the bride, your suffering will not be noble. Mm. Um, quoting from Paul Washer, I think is heavy, yeah. but I think it's necessary. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, and I would say I found that um, that comment, you know, this was through Facebook and it was pertaining to that show that we did okay. yesterday. Um, and the comment is, it says, what do we do now? Uh, how mm-hmm. can one prepare? And uh, she says, we homeschool our girls first yep. year in and wish we would have started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I am very concerned and saddened. Uh, there was a lot that we Christians should have already been doing. Yeah. But what do we do now? Since yeah. we didn't take uh, steps earlier, what do you, uh, you suggest churches, 
uh, to be focused on. I know mm-hmm. spreading the gospel. I know spreading the gospel. They said concerned mama here. And someone yeah. put a link under that comment pointing to Dr. Dobson's letter. I think I sent that to you. Okay, yeah, letter, I saw that. I haven't read it yet. His letter was entitled, Where Do We Go From Here? But it, it's okay. pretty powerful. But, but yeah, that was a comment, and that was based upon the show we did yesterday, and there's many more comments, okay. you know, um, pertaining to the show. But I think, you know, uh, getting the family in order should be yeah. a, a, of a high priority. You know, um, uh, taking some of the things that we're saying about what's, what's being uh, – put upon our kids, you know, mm-hmm. indoctrination and, and right in our homes, raising up what will be our enemies one day. Mm-hmm. If we're not, you know, um, that should be something that we, we focus on. Yeah. Uh, the disciples that are within our, our homes, I would say that that's a major thing. If we can uh, ch- change the way that we think uh, as Christians about children and about discipleship and about, you know, evangelism, uh, I think that will, that will, be a start to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Changing yeah. some things, but I think it's going to take a, a long time. Like, I think yeah. we're going to have to, man, it's like a st- trying to stop a train, you know? Yes, that's <laughs> right. You know, and, and I'll tell you, I was thinking, um, even as you were reading this question from this concerned mom, um, yesterday I, I was uh, thinking about, I've quoted for our audience, Antonio Gramsci's, mm. uh, there must be a long march through the institutions, right? Mm-hmm. This long march. And this long march is necessary because um, the, the the deep the deep roots of Judeo Christian values in America, he would say in Western civilization, but in America in particular, uh, is one of those things that I would say the enemy of our soul understands that mm. it takes time to whittle away at that. Yeah, but I think uh, conversely, conversely, the Christian has to understand this principle of not to the swift or to the strong, but him who endures. And so our race is not so much a sprint or even like power jumping hurdles. Our race really is a marathon. And 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 I think that if we understand what the enemy understands about his attacks, then um, we'll war better. Mm-hmm. And so what am I saying? I'm saying that as we run this race, it's not that we're looking for a quick stop the train, turn the ship around. Yeah. I think it's more of how do we prepare our posterity to live and to glorify God so we can't go back and try to do what was not done. We're right. not going to get those years back. So we have to start at this point and make disciples. We have to start at this point and ensure that our children are certain mm. about the things they believe and why they believe it. And it's from this point that we continue moving forward, not with this like quick, we're going to change it this way. Right. But it's the marathon race that we've got to run. Mm. All right. We'll grab the break and then come back and open the phone lines. We want to chat with you. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Plain Jane, Plain Jane. I am the flow. Let's get it. Faith over the fear of failure. Listen what the Lord tells you. Yeah. Faith over the fear of failure. Don't want to walk in rebellion. Nah. Faith over the fear of failure. Listen what the Lord tells you. Faith over the fear of failure. Don't want to walk in rebellion. The thing with a pork loin is that you want to start at 400 degrees and then go for about 10 minutes. And then that way you get like kind of a crust type thing. And then after 10 minutes, you want to drop it down to 350 and then go for about maybe 20 and then take it out and don't cut it immediately. 
let it rest <laughs> so that all the juices sort of reincorporate and then that way you have this juicy tender loin right <laughs> and and so because somebody was wondering they were like well how exactly did you prepare the, the pork loin they wanted to know and and I figured I just, too. They say it like hey, that. you know, I got yeah. all kinds of voices. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was more. <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons oh, on American Family Radio. Mm-hmm. It could have been something like, girl, how you prepared that pork line? It could have been. It could have been like that, right? Could have been. And either way, same instructions. <laughs> I don't care how you sound. Just want your pork loin to come out right because you don't want to invest all that money in, you know, <laughs> that cut of meat and then have it be all dry and rubbery. No, you don't Ugh. want that. Ugh. You don't want that. No, you don't. And then you don't <laughs> want it undercooked either. No. Ugh. It's got to be just right. So anyway, 400 degrees, 10 minutes, then 350 for the remaining 20, and then just let it rest when you take it out. You know, you could let it rest for like 10 minutes, but anybody got time for that. So you can let it rest for five and then cut it. <laughs> you may lose a little more juice than you wanted, but look, you got to eat. And so it's okay. It's not going to be super dry. All right. Uh, anyway, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's The Friday Edition. We are really grateful that you listen to us and enjoy spending this time with us because we enjoy spending this time with you. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and I was playing James, and I am Lynn Flo, Faith Over Fear. Sherry B. is over in Studio CC, and she's getting phone calls queued up already at 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Before we go to calls, Will the Great, there was something that you wanted to share from Dr. Dobson's letter. Where do yeah, we it was go just, it, Yeah, it was just one uh, paragraph here. Um, and maybe I can I can put this in the archive so people who want to read it, uh, it was shared on Aaron Addison's uh, Facebook page. And so I, I clicked on it and I, started, and I read it and I was like, man, you know, he said one part, he said, writing now to parents and grandparents in 2021, never in history has it been more important for you to defend your kids and your rights to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Fight for it with your very lives. Mm. If you are too intimidated or distracted to give priority to your children, the popular culture will take them to hell. Oh, man. Man. Like, man, yes, you are right. And he also, uh, in this piece, went back to a book that he and I want to say Gary Bauer Mm -hmm. wrote um, called Children at Risk. And this was in 1990. Mm-hmm. And he he wow. has a quote from this, and I'll, I'll, I'll read that. He said, <clears throat> in any major conflict between two established armies, a, co- a collision will eventually occur that proves to be uh, decisive. Thereafter, historians will remember those terrible struggles as turning points that made the difference. For Napoleon, that decisive battle occurred at Waterloo. It was Gettysburg and Vicksburg for the Union Army and Abraham Lincoln. It was at uh, Stalingrad in Normandy at, uh, for Hitler's Germany. It, would, it was at Midway, Okinawa, and Iwo Jima for the Japanese. These were the battles that contributed significantly to the ultimate outcomes of each war. And then he has in parentheses, he's continuing to write 30 years ago as follows. It appears that America is now engaged in such a struggle. Then he says, I predicted the culture war that was, that, uh, was just lost. And he's talking about now. Then, mm-hmm. then he's going back and said, the most radical activists have a specific objective in mind. 
They hope to accomplish it by isolating children from their parents. Mm. It will then be relatively easy to reorient and indoctrinate future generations of Americans. Mm -hmm. This was 30 years ago. Uh, They said this strategy explains why the most bitter campaigns are being waged over school curricula and other and other issues that involve our kids. The hearts and minds of children are the keys to the future. Then he says, this was my prediction. He has this in parenthesis. Then he goes back, said children will be the prize to the winners of the great civil war of values. Children will be the prize to the winners of the great civil war of values. Of values. Those who wow. control what young people are taught and what they experience, what they see, hear, think, and believe will determine the future course of the nation. Given that influence, the predominant value system of an entire culture can be redesigned in one generation or, cert- or certainly in two by those with unlimited access to children. Man, you know, Man. I was talking to <laughs> one of our co-workers uh, who interviewed Dr. Dobson um, maybe two years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say. And um, I was asking him about that interview. You know, that's that's one of those really neat things that you kind of mm-hmm. get to do. And uh, he was telling me about that. And one of the things, if I'm not mistaken, one of the things he said that stood out to him was that um, um, Dr. Dobson suggested that one of the things he felt like he overlooked in the work that he was doing was the education system and Mm. felt like if he could go back, he would encourage parents more strongly to homeschool their kids. Mm. Um, Just not, you know, not giving that the kind of attention. I I will say this, that, and then we'll go to the phone lines here. Um, Man, I I, I think that the message has gone out strong now. And I think that more eyes are open to the sinister um, attempt to indoctrinate kids and what we need to do. I want to say this though. I think just saying, Hey, I'm taking my kids out and I'm going to homeschool them. Just seeing that as sort of like a blanket or a dry Mm -hmm. type of alternative to Mm -hmm. school is not going to be enough. Right. That decision must be accompanied with a strong conviction that what you're doing is not just providing an alternative to public education or government education. The conviction has got to be, I got to equip my kid. Mm. I got to prepare my kid. Because if you take your kid out of a government school context and then you don't equip them at home, you just get a front row seat to the de- decline. That's you don't right, want that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you've got there's got to be this um, this internal conviction. Right. Even, you know, that is not just the solution is yanking them out. And because I, I, you don't want that. You don't want just people yanking their kids out of school and just saying, well, I'm just going to teach them at home. No, what you want is to truly see that eyes are open and parents are saying, why? Why mm. have I not discipled my son or my daughter? And yeah. that's where you see the change. You're not going to see the change by causing a hemorrhage from government schools. Although, let me just tell you. Um, I think that's a great place to start. But the change that we really want to see is in the action that is not just reading, writing, and arithmetic being taught at home. It's discipleship. It's training in godliness and righteousness. It's passing on the faith intact. It's imparting that boldness and saying, tell the truth about who God is. All the world is taught to do this, but Christian kids are taught to make nice and be seeker sensitive. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's go to the phone line. It's probably best we do that. Well, the great where? Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Steve in Texas. Hi, Steve. Hey, y'all. 
Hey, Nikki, hey. I think there is a uh, maybe a sermon in that pork loin uh, recipe you were giving. <laughs> did that minister uh, to you? <laughs> it did, it did. <laughs> so, hey, I'm really just kind of going through a, a, a tough spot right now because I'm everything y'all are saying is so on point, but I've just been feel, so convicted lately about uh, the whole mask mandate. And I'm here in Texas, and, uh, you know, I... I'm, I'm, I've, I decided I'm completely done with the mask. Um, I, I don't wear them out in public anymore. When I go to, uh, when I go to the grocery or wherever, I, I have called and they've told me that basically they just, even though there's signs up that they're not enforcing it, so it's more of a suggestion the way I see it. If mm-hmm. somebody asks me about it, I'll, I'll talk to them about it. But as far as the actual people there, in the uh, that are, you know, the, the employees there, they don't ever say anything to you. They just, you know, so. I, I, I would be happy if they tell me to, to put the mask on or leave. I'm not going to cause a scene, of course. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be Christian. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to you know, either decide if I want my groceries or I want to walk out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's also boiling over into, my, into the church, into, mm-hmm. uh, into my kids' school. They go to a Christian school. And I'm like, told them, hey, I, I, I'm not going to comply anymore with it. I just feel like it's a lie. I feel mm-hmm. like it's, it's of the devil. And the first thing I told my pastor was like, look, what, look what's happened here. The first thing they took out of my church was the Bible. I'm like, you took the word wow. out of the church. You know, now it's contaminated. You know, I'm like, don't you understand the spiritual, Man. you know, overtones here? Look what's going on. I'm like, this is all wow. just, and, and if I don't wear a lie now, I'm being called a hater. I mean, if mm. I don't wear a mask, I'm being mm. called a hater. I'm the one responsible for their uncle or somebody dying. Everybody knows somebody has died from this. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's not real, right. but mm-hmm. me wearing a mask is not causing the death of your loved one. It's mm-hmm. just it's a lie. You, I can't even look at it until my, my, I told the, the, the founder of our school the other day, I said, listen, how do you know when that kid's hurting? When that kid, you can't even go up and give my kid a hug anymore, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, stay away from me. This is all a lie. This is not of God. What are we doing? And mm-hmm. so now yeah. I'm contemplating, like what you're saying, pulling my kids out of school and homeschooling because mm-hmm. I'm like, kids, this is, this is based on a lie. I can't have you go around in a hypocritical state and wearing something that you know is not of God. Man, Steve, thank you so Man, much. Steve I can, said I, a lot. I, I felt, he did. I, yeah, I felt his heart, you know. Man, there are so many different points, too, that I was like, oh, man, I, I wanted to speak to that. Um, first of all, I think it is very sobering. One of the points that Steve made, and, and I think when you when you really think about this, that each of us knows someone yeah. who has um, been affected by COVID directly yeah. or we yep. directly know someone who's died as a result of it. Yep. Now, that's. That's, That's kind of alarming. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you think about that, right? It wasn't so that way I, a few months ago. For, for no, me. it you was know, not. It wasn't like I knew someone, you know, but yeah. Directly. Yeah. 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 So um, so we understand that it is real, that, mm-hmm. that people really are dying because of um, um, contracting this disease and then other underlying health issues that yeah. they have, right? So we, we understand that. And I'm so glad that Steve pointed that out because right. it's with great sobriety that we want to make our points. No one is saying, oh, this isn't real, this is made up. But I think what Steve is communicating, number one, I think he communicated it very well, yeah. right? And I think when I look at these things, I will say I see the attempt to um, to make or to villainize those who will not comply. Yeah. Right. So it's, and it's, it's being and used still, yeah. to like, you know, it's being used in such a way to like restrict things that like you, you can't go to church, but you can go to big box stores and stuff like Correct. that. It's being used, Correct. you know, not that it's not real, but these things are being and it's, it's like it's sickening. And remember, remember um, what the media tells us what to think about. 
Yeah. All right. They can't tell us what to think, although they've tried. They they're at <laughs> that point now, but they tell us what to think about. And so when you constantly see coverage where it's people who were at this event who contracted this disease, this was a super spreader event. And remember that there was not one of the riots over the summer <laughs> um, that were super spreader events. Man. Just remember right. that. Remember the types of events that were spreader events. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that because my brother Steve is making a great point here. Remember the events that were super spreaders. Remember the places that are super spreaders. Just think about that. And I think when Christians start to think about that, we can arrive at our own conclusion about whether or not we've reached our max and what it is that we're going to do. Mm. We want to love one another. We want to show the world the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. But as Christians, we shall not be manipulated. I got to tell you, it it bothered me that, you know, the Bibles were being removed because of they might be contaminated or, you know. I, now that's insane. Now tell I me, never, I, I don't I, understand that. Like, what is the what's the deal with that? I don't know. Maybe you know. So it, Bibles that are just in church, so that there's no sharing sound, of the Word of God. That's is what that, it sounded that like. That that were Bibles just in the church for to, for use, but they've been. That's what it sounded like. He was saying. I'm, I'm like, man, wow. That you know, that's plus the threat of don't alarming. sing, don't sing worship to God. Yeah, when you see gather, that kind like, of stuff. It's like I don't know, man. No I one's saying say you shouldn't take precautions and do things, but. Yeah. I think there is a uh, grab that's going on that's beyond the bounds. Like, you know, they're they're going out of bounds and doing different things. That's not right. So as an elder in our church, Mm -hmm. um, I know that you and our brother Abe have said that people are free to operate according to their liberty. Yes. Um, So there are people who choose to wear masks Mm -hmm. in our congregation and our fellowship, and they are free to do that. And there are people who do not. And they are free to do that. Yeah. We have members of our congregation who are at risk of contracting mm-hmm. this disease because of the work that they do. Mm-hmm. And so they join by Zoom mm-hmm. um, out of consideration for us. Yeah. Because they work in a capacity where or in capacities where they could um, be affected mm-hmm. or infected and not know until maybe it's too late. Mm-hmm. And so there, this is love in operation. Yeah. Right. And the choice that each member of the church makes to not judge the person who operates in a particular way. Right. 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 Not judging the person who's wearing the mask, not judging the person who's not wearing the mask, Mm -hmm. not judging the person who shows up, not judging the person who joins via Zoom. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this is love in operation. So anyway, let's try to squeeze another call before this break and then we'll hit them hard when we get back. Okay, let's go to Ryan in Virginia. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. I was just uh, calling in regards uh, to the lady who was homeschooling her kids, Mm -hmm. and she regrets not doing it earlier. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to make a simple statement that the best time to plant an apple tree would would have been 100 years ago, but the next (laughs) best time to do it is today. Mm. Man, that's good. That is so good. Thank you so much, Ryan. That's very encouraging. That is very encouraging. That is very encouraging. Look, I'm telling you um, right now, Right now, as the Lord is stirring and moving on our hearts as believers, as followers, right now we need to obey. Yeah. Right now we need to respond to the Lord. We can't go back and we can't, you know, try to undo. We just have to work from where we are now. Work with the things that we know now and be faithful doing those things now. And I'm going to tell you, man, we need endurance in this hour. Yes. We need endurance. This is difficult for us as Americans because as Americans, right, as Christians living in America, we have a certain expectation of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't make that to do that. So what do (laughs) Americans do? They make it. 
Americans make it. And then the world wants to consume it. Americans start it. And then the world wants to consume it. You know, so this is different. And it's difficult for us to say, okay, let's endure. Let's continue on. Slow and steady kind of a thing. Um, All right, let's grab the break. Aaron the Addison's uh, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. I will say this, um, I showed Gabby just mm-hmm. today a bedazzled face mask. Had she wanted one, beads huh? And, well, well, maybe so, Mariah. You know how you have that awkward moment? No, it, it, well, it was Gabby I showed it to, but you have that awkward moment where you go, oh man, look at this ridiculousness! Like, and you and, you're, and then the person you're talking to is like, I like, it. oh, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> think that's cool. You know? <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, 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 okay, yeah, maybe I wasn't looking at it right. Let me turn to the side. <laughs> oh yeah, see that? No, it's still ridiculous. <laughs> We're not funny. gonna bedazzle a mask. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you always have to adjust volumes when I'm here. Hey, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be. Like this for the rest of the show. No, we won't. Will the great Sherry B is over in <laughs> studio. CC, we got a bunch of phones. Yes. Uh, phone lines queued up. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Pastor Norman in Mississippi. Hi, Pastor Norman. Hey. Yo. Hey. How y'all doing today, man? We're doing good. How about you? Good. Good to hear from you. I'm good. Uh, I want you to worship me today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pastor Norman. Pastor Norman. Pastor Norman, you now listen now, Pastor Norman, you are too saved to be making fun of me like that. Too saved. Wow, man. Yeah, that was a low. That was a low point. That was. Thank you for reminding me. That was wow. a low point. It was. I'm not proud of that. That, that was a good one. Go, go ahead, Pastor. I, I just wanted to call. I want to drop a little bit of a cautious hint. Uh, the young man that called in about the mask, let me tell you, we make too big a deal out of it both ways, not wearing them and wearing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if you stop and think about it, doctors wear them when they are in, an, in areas where the possibility is very high that they could be, uh, uh, that, that the area could be contagious. Mm-hmm. And, while they won't stop a hundred percent, they will stop song. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, don't don't vilify the mask. Jesus, you just have to make up your mind about when you need to wear it and when you want to wear it. Yeah. The other issue is, I just want to caution uh, a lot of Republicans. And you know, I'm not either one. I'm not Democrat or Republican. But I heard uh, Donald Trump say on three different occasions that if uh, he hoped that Mike Pence would come through and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. In other words, break the law for him. And then he said, if he doesn't, I'm not going to like him. (laughs) And I didn't think much of it until I heard those people chanting at the Capitol, hang Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, where did they get that idea from? Where did it come from? Um, Satan, I can answer right. that for you. I can, there's <laughs> the no, devil. Like, I don't know anybody who's yelling out to hang anybody, Pastor Norman. 
I mean, that's <laughs> Satan, right? Like that that's that comes from the enemy, that comes from the evil one. Yeah. I don't think that you can just take um what the president said and make him automatically responsible for them chanting that. Right. right? Like I mean, I do think that the president has to take responsibility for anything and everything that he says, right? On on all fronts. Any, and, and look, that's not just for the president, right? That's for all of us living. We have to take responsibility. Yeah. But yeah. look, for somebody to start yelling out, hang Mike Pence, um, that's wicked. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't I don't care who they are. Right. That's that's wicked. And I think we need to be able to say that. That's where that comes from. So um, anyway, but you know, <laughs> Pastor Norman, I know you know that because, you know, hashtag pastor. Yeah, pastor Norman. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just because the deeper question is, the deeper question is. <laughs> that's the deepest question, Pastor Mike, Norman. No, no. Why would he ask Mike Pence to do something that he knew was First of all, that he couldn't do, and it, it is illegal. Well, that's still. Why I thought that, that. I thought that was up for debate. I thought he may have thought that that was something that no, Mike Pence can do. No, he had already had a he had already had a conversation with them, and they had showed him that that he could not do that. He knew that, but I'm telling you, what he's doing is keeping up that charade with his supporters. And I, I understand politics. I know what he's doing, and, and Democrats do it. They all do it. But I'm just saying, you know, don't don't be like Democrats who tell half of the truth. Tell the whole truth, no matter who what it you, is. What do you mean when you say that? What do you mean when you say don't be like Democrats who tell uh, well, half the truth? Uh, Republicans uh, love to tell half of the story when they say okay. that Democrats, uh, Democrats are wicked and Democrats do this and they do that. I'm saying you got Republicans that do the same thing, so you just need oh, to say it. We've said oh, that. Oh, now, Pastor Norman, <laughs> now hold up Pastor a second. Norman, you hold know up a we've second. said that. Hold up a second. Pastor Norman, <laughs> oh, no, we I, go I way back to rewinding that. tapes. Okay? You <laughs> we, know us. Look, we got okay? receipts. Do we, do we, we got receipts for this. Do we mince words when it comes to talking about wickedness? Oh, no. not No, I, I, I'm not talking about you guys, but oh, I'm talking. Oh. I'm saying... Republicans. I don't even see you as Republicans. I see you as Christian brothers and sisters. Amen. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the <laughs> nicest thing anyone's ever said to me today. <laughs> thank you. No, Pastor Norman, but I understand what you. I understand. No, you're making a great point, though, Pastor Norman. We have to tell the truth, and we have to slice down the middle. And I would say this: that when our greatest allegiance is to Christ, Mm. there's always going to be a room we're standing in where we don't neatly fit. When you talk about in in this world, and especially you talk about the political climate, when our greatest allegiance is to Jesus Christ, there's always going to be a tension that exists where we are because we can't say everything that person's saying. We can't say everything that person's saying, but we've got to maintain that voice that echoes what the word of God is saying. And because of that, we will ever have attention. So anyway, thank you, um, Pastor Norman. We appreciate, appreciate Pastor Norman. Now, look, now I want to make sure that people understand this. I always give this disclaimer when Pastor Norman calls because I know there's going to be someone going, she should not ought not talk to a pastor like that. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. But he's also my grandpa. So, like, <laughs> there's a difference. All right. And so you guys just it's OK. Where do we go next? All right. Break? Let's go to Kenneth uh, in Mississippi. Hi, Kenneth. Hey, how y'all doing, Sam? Doing good. Is this, this is our Kenneth. Hey, fam. <laughs> What's up? It's me. It's been a while. I got off work in time to listen and All call. Right. Well, Yay. good. Good to hear from you. 
but what what I wanted to say is think about this. I'm going to note back to a poem back, like, I don't even remember when it was written, but remember this right now. When I say, first they came for Trump, Mm -hmm. but I did not speak (laughs) up (laughs) because I didn't like Trump. Then they came for Parler, but I didn't speak up because I wasn't active on Parler. Man, Kenneth. <laughs> How long before they come for the Bible app? Mm. Mm. Yeah. How long, for, how long before they come for AFR and every yeah. other so-called hate group mm-hmm. that is on whatever website they say is hate group? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Kenneth, believe believe us when we say You're right. um, these are not things that we have uh, have not considered. Right. Right. Like these 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 are the things that yes, we absolutely understand the implications of what's happening in our culture today. When we start to talk about um, the punishing of the wicked, mm-hmm. and when we talk about the cleansing, quote unquote, of America. We understand exactly what these people mean. We understand the implications. And and I'm telling you, this is why at the same time that we posture ourselves before the Lord in humility, right? We have to understand what it is that we need to do to ensure that the gospel continues to proliferate, to make sure that what we're doing is eternal and to make sure that we continue to be able to do that. So, man, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's very sobering. That's Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you and appreciate the reference too. But look, yeah, that's where we are. That's mm-hmm. so so we need to be in a moment where we were um over 25 years ago when brother Don said we will own these microphones. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just saying yeah. we need to be in a moment where we say okay, so the platforms and the way we distribute media and all those things brothers and sisters in the Lord need to be thinking okay, we need to own those platforms. We need to have a means by which we continue to disseminate, yeah, right? We continue to get the word out. So anyway, very sobering. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Appreciate you. Where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Sedina in Texas. Hi, Sedina. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Good Good to hear y'all's voices. Oh, oh God bless you. Um, Mickey, I just want to say that I think we're sisters. Okay, yeah. I'm another mother. <laughs> that's right father same father, father god we have come on sadina yes you're right but i listen to y'all now almost religiously every day i can and um i'm recovering from cancer god's healed me oh and man praise god, praise god. i uh, and there's been so there's so much in my life i can't put it in but you guys are amazing and i love you in such a way that i'm going why can't you be right here in my house? Let's just you know, <laughs> move in together. Because you, girl, sound like me when I was your age. Oh, and God bless you. I'll take that as a compliment. I, listen, my family thought I was nuts. <laughs> oh, okay. <because laughs> I, get so passionate. <laughs> I didn't mean it in that way. I, I get know. so impassioned about the belief that I have down in my soul because I know what God has done. Mm. He restored my female parts. Doctor said mm. I couldn't have a baby. Mm. I give it to God, and I said, if, I, if it is your will, fine. If it's not your will, then that's okay, too. I'm good. 
Mm. He gave me one child, one child. He wow. Me. And his name, the moment that I found out I was pregnant, Jonathan David, Jehovah has given a beloved. Mm. If that doesn't move you to mm. be the best mother you can possibly be, I don't know what will. I was determined that God, I knew, God, you give me 18 years. That's all I get. And then mm. he's out there. So you raise him a homeschool, but he wanted to play, he wanted to play sports. And in Texas, you can't homeschool and do sports in school. So in the eighth grade, I felt like, okay, God, we've got the word in him. Told him, I said, if you find a bunch of boys that you like and they really, you, you think they're your friends, but they want to go to the left and you want the path to God and staying on is the right path, you tell them you want to be my friend, you follow me. <laughs> you, I'm not going where you are. You can be my friend and go my way. Hmm. My house was full of young boys. Hmm. Oh, there wow. There were times when they were sleeping on the floors. They would spend weekends with us. Mm-hmm. They asked. I told Jonathan, your friends can come to our home because I know what's on the TV. Mm-hmm. I know come what's on, on the radio. Yep. I put a basketball half court in the backyard <laughs> so that they would have something good to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. If, I'm telling you, as and, and at Christmas, he said, Mom, you sheltered me. I felt sheltered. I said, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. And then I go, no, I'm not. I am not sorry. <laughs> but right. life, in the same breath, yeah, I was sheltered, but... If the Lord gives us children and we have them, they're being raised by the Irish race. Man, Sadina, thank you so much for sharing that. No, that's that is so important, and I and I'm going to tell you something. I know Hmm. that that is encouraging to our listening audience, and 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 I we're going to try to squeeze in an additional call here before we wrap up. But let me just say this: from everything that I just heard coming from you, Sadina, I know um, that your invitation for our family of eight to come in and move in with you. I know that we're going to be well taken care of. So yes. thank you so much for that. We're on the way. All right. What that that half court in the backyard. Perfect. JD will thank love you it. so much. Used to having a lot of boys hanging out at your house. Thank you so much. We're ready to go. Um, I'll send you a grocery list. All right. Yes. But we're on the way. Will the, <laughs> will the great. Where do we go next? Let's go to Patrick in Virginia. Hi, Patrick. Uh, hi, Nick Jean and Will. Hello. I appreciate it. And uh, just. Uh, call you I, I appreciate your teaching uh your five-star messages will you had the one on prayer a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh even nikki yesterday about uh, the power of our, our suffering mm-hmm. purifying us i really appreciate those messages thank you um and uh, i called in uh, before i was the one that uh, i was married 29 years went through an unwanted divorce and i appreciate mm-hmm. will you praying for me twice you know i you know, I've been waiting, you know, I've been saving myself for God to bring my next uh, partner into my life seven years. But uh, I was at the uh, rally uh, a week ago, nine days ago, and mm-hmm. there was three uh, three rallies. Uh, th- there was three events. I was at the two peaceful events, mm. not the violent protests. Yeah. Mm. I believe that I, there was a lot of Christians. I, I, I met some great, great people there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trump said there was 250,000 some people said there was a half a million or a million. 
But, you know, I've met people that, you know, drove straight 17 hours from Louisiana. I've met people from Arizona, Michigan, all over. There was a lot of Christians and praying. Wow. And I was praying during Trump's speech. Yeah. Which was. Hey, Patrick, you know, we got about got 20 it. seconds. Yeah. But anyways, that, that the third event was a violent thing. But uh, it was, if that wouldn't have okay. happened, it should have been talking about the, the epic event of gathering of Christians. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, the culture we live in is not going to do that. I kind of want to ask Patrick some questions, but we don't have time. So we're just going to have to say until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.